In this series, we're going to be talking about working with modern collection views in iOS 14. If you're new to collection views, there's a ton of information to cover, and this is going to be a useful class in your tool belt. But even if you are familiar with collection views and its built-in flow layout and maybe even some custom layouts, there's plenty of new information and new techniques as of iOS 13 and 14 that uh, warrant a fresh look at how to build collection views. So using the new collection view APIs, we can build applications like this one with just a single collection view. Note that we've got a featured list of scrolling cards, and then we've got a recent list with some sort of vertically stacked groups of three. Then we have some different content here in the middle. And then finally, we have some list at the very end. And this entire thing was done with a single collection view. So we're going to be building this application throughout this series, and we're gonna be covering uh, lots of the new APIs in collection views. So we'll be using the NS Screencast API as a live data source so we can get some rich content. And we'll be covering various aspects of collection views, such as the new cell registration in iOS 14, supplementary and decoration views for doing things like headers and footers, diffable data sources and snapshots for managing the different states of your data and reflecting that with animations inside of your collection view. We'll talk about the compositional layout, which, is, which allows us to do this scrolling behavior. And we'll talk about these headers and footers, as well as list layout for collection view. So to get started, we're gonna start with a blank slate that just uh, supports loading this data from the API. So here I have our blank slate. We have a single view controller, it's set up in a storyboard that is embedded in a navigation controller, but that's it for as far as the storyboard content goes. In our view controller, uh, we have a reference to a data loader class, which is gonna load the data for us. And there's some APIs and models in here to take a look at. The NS Screencast API is going to use combine to fetch uh, some episodes and some series data from the API and decode them into these models here. And then the data loader is going to sort of aggregate collecting both of these and providing arrays that we can reference from our collection view. So what we need to do is call data data. It's going to manage the loading state for us and then tell us when it's all done based on this data changed subject. So if you're not familiar with combine, this may be a little bit confusing, but that's not really the topic of this uh, um, series. And so we can just you know, sort of gloss over this and focus more on the collection view stuff. So let's take this view controller and add a collection view to it uh, in code using a manual data source. And this is the standard approach ever since the collection view class was introduced in iOS 6 all the way up until iOS 13. But in order for us to understand the newer APIs, it's important to know where we came from. So I want to create a working example of a collection view set up manually in code so that we can start from a working example and build on top of that and add in all the new stuff. So the first thing I want to do is add in a private var for our collection view. And this is going to be a UI collection view. It will not exist as of initialization of the view controller, so we have to use the implicitly unwrapped optional because we're going to guarantee that we're going to set it up. And we're going to do that inside of this configure collection view method. So a collection view, in order to create it, we need to be able to give the collection view a frame and a layout. So the frame is just going to be view.bounds because it's going to occupy the entire view. But the layout we need to create ahead of time. 
So let's create a UI collection view flow layout and then give this an estimated item size or an item size of CG size. And we can just sort of hard code something in here, maybe 300 by uh, 100. So this is something that we might need to keep a reference to so that we can keep the width, the size that we want that's dependent on the screen height. But because we're in view to load and not view will appear, you know, we may need this to be adaptive to view changes and things like that. So, so this is an approach that will get us started, but we would have to have something more robust in a live application. So with that uh, layout configured, we can pass it to our collection view. Then we need to add this to our main views subviews. So we're going to say view.addSubView collection view. And then we could use auto layout for this, uh, but because I'm not really worried too much about this, I'm just going to set the auto resizing mask to flexible width and flexible height. So that is the bare basic uh, setup for a collection view, um, but we also need to tell it its data. And so I'm going to create an extension down here on our view controller type and make this conform to the UI collection view data source protocol. So this has some things that we need to implement, like how many sections we have. We're going to start off with just one section and then how many items in that section. And here we need to return our data loaders episodes.count because the data loader is going to be loading data. We wanted to refer to how many episodes we have to determine how many items should be in our collection view section. And then finally, a cell for item at index path. Okay, so right here we need a collection view cell. And so what I'm gonna do is we're gonna go up here to our group and we're gonna add a new group inside of here and we're just gonna call this cells. So inside this group, we're gonna add a new custom cell. And we're going to call this uh, episode cell. We'll import UI kit make our episode cell, which is going to be a UI collection view cell. Now a UI collection view cell is going to have to have a reuse identifier. So we're going to specify it right here, equals episode cell. That way we don't have to reference this string multiple times throughout our code base. We can just reference this compiled static property. Okay, so in our episode cell, we are going to uh, initial, override the initializer here for our init with frame and then call super init with frame and pass that in. And then we also need to implement the required initializer, but we're going to use fatal error here because I'm not going to support storyboards here. So our episode cell is going to need a title label. So we can just create one right here and it's going to need an image view. And I'm going to use a remote image view that I created, uh, which is a simple subclass of image view that uses combine to fetch, uh, fetch an image given a URL and supports cancellation. So we can use this inside of cells. So I'm going to use that for our image view. And then I might also want a subtitle label here as well. So the reason why I overrided these initializers is so I could say, configure here. And then when this view is created, uh, we, it will call configure and we can set up our UI this way. 
Okay, so these cells are basically going to be an image on the left followed by the text labels in a stack on the right. So basically we've got two stack views. We've got a horizontal stack, which is a UI stack view. And the um, then we have a, a vertical stack or a text stack, which will be a UI stack view. Now this one is going to have in it the title label and the subtitle label. The axis for this one is going to be vertical. And then we can configure our labels here. So we'll say title label dot font is equal to maybe a UI font, uh, preferred font for textile headline. And then maybe the subtitle label dot font is UI font dot preferred font for textile uh, subheadline. We could try those. And then the title labels text color, we're going to use the label color. And this is going to be dark mode aware, so it'll use a nice primary uh, color for text in dark mode or light mode. And then for the subtitle label text color, we want this a little bit muted, so we'll use secondary label there. Also, our titles can be quite long, so we're gonna say number of lines is three to give it some spacing to uh, potentially wrap a couple of times. So that gives us our labels. And those are inside of the stack view. Now this stack view is going to be inside of the horizontal stack view. So for that one, our arranged subviews are going to be our image view and the text stack. And for this horizontal stack, the axis is going to be horizontal. And we might want to specify some spacing of maybe 10 or 20 points. Let's try 10 for now. And now we need to add this as a subview to the content view of our cell. So we're gonna say add subview, horizontal stack. Now this we're going to constrain with auto layout. So we're going to set the horizontal uh, translates auto resizing mask into constraints, which I just write TAMIC for that, false. And then we're going to say NS layout constraint dot activate, pass in an array of constraints. And we are going to add in the horizontal stacks leading anchor constraint equal to content view dot leading anchor. And then we will copy and paste this a few times and we will set this up to trailing anchor to trailing anchor, bottom anchor to bottom anchor and top anchor to top anchor. Okay, so we also need to configure our image view, which I haven't done yet. So let's set the image views content mode to uh, aspect fill, so that no matter what size we have in our image view, it's going to try to fill its container and uh, do that in a aspect oriented uh, fashion so we don't stretch the images. We also wanna set the layers corner radius to let's say eight and then set layer dot mass to bounds to true. So we get some rounded corners for our image view. And finally, I want our image view to have some sort of sensible spacing. So what we might do here is set the image views width anchor constraint equal to constant. And for right now, let's just use 100. And then we also want an image views height anchor to be a constraint equal to the image views width anchor 
multiplied by some multiplier, and I'm going to use 0.6 for this. So if you think of a aspect ratio of being, say, like 1920 by 1080, that's an aspect ratio of 1.7. But when we're when we're doing it like this, where we're specifying the height relative to the width, we need to invert that. So one over 1.7 is 0.58, and so that's roughly what I have here. It doesn't have to be exact. It just has to be something uh, similar to the aspect ratio of the image, so it doesn't clip too much. Okay, so that is our episode cell ready to go. Let's go back to our view controller, and now we need to register that cell when we're configuring our collection view. So I'm going to say collection view dot register cell class episode cell dot self for reuse identifier episode cell dot reuse identifier. So this is how we register cells. And then when we go down here and we're ready to dequeue the cell, it's already, there's no need to check to see if it's nil and then create it. It will just always be created for us. So I can say let episode cell equals collection view dot dequeue reusable cell with reuse identifier for index path. So that is episode episode cell dot reuse identifier for index path. Now what come back comes back is unfortunately just a UI collection view cell. So I have to strong cast this to an episode cell. And this is something that's always kind of bugged me about the way that uh, table view controllers and collection view controllers work with dequeuing. And I've written helpers in the past to do this cast for me so that I don't have to worry about it. But this is one of the things that we'll see in the next episode about how to register cells in a modern way so that it's always type safe. But we continue on. I'm going to return the episode cell and now we just need to configure the cell. So I need to figure out what episode we're on. So I'll grab the episodes array from data loader and we'll grab index row out of that. And then I can set episode cell dot title label dot text is equal to the episode's title. Episode cell dot subtitle label dot text. We'll use the episode's number. So I'll do number and then string interpolation for episode dot episode number. And then finally the episode cells remote uh, image view set image with URL and we'll pass an episode dot medium artwork URL. So that configures our cell here. And we also need to go into the episode cell and override prepare for reuse because this is where the framework is going to call this to tell us that this cell is no longer on screen and and it's going to be reused for a different type of data. So this is our chance to like clear out any properties that are are not correct for this particular view. Now we know that all three of these are going to be set by the new cell, so we don't necessarily have to clear them out, but our remote image view might have a request pending. So for that, I'm going to say image view dot cancel image request, and then go ahead and set image views image to nil so that we have no uh, possible way that a, the wrong image can show up on a cell. Okay, back over here in our view controller, uh, we have now completed our first implementation of our collection view data source. We need to make sure to tell our collection view who its data source is, and that's going to be self. And then now we're ready to call fetch data. Now fetch data uh, is going to come from data loader. We're going to call fetch data, but there's two properties that we want to observe on the 
on the data loader. The first one is this is loading publisher. And so this is a combined thing where we're going to say when this happens or when this changes, we want to receive this on the main queue. And sorry, that should be on, receive on main queue. And then sync is whenever this changes, we're going to get the is loading value out of that. And we can say if is loading, then we are going to uh, set our loading indicator to start animating. And if we're not, we're going to set our loading indicator to stop animating. So we do need a weak self in here. So we can just chain on self question mark there. So we don't have a retain cycle. And the reason is, is this subscription is going to live. We're going to store this in a cancelables array or a set of cancelables that's a property on this class itself. So uh, the view controller, when it gets disposed, it will dispose of all of its cancelables, which will cancel this subscription. And it can't do that if you're holding on to self inside the block, because that means self will never go away. These two things would essentially be referencing themselves. So we need a weak self to break that retain cycle. So that's the data loader dot is loading. Um, and then we need data loader dot data changed, which is a simple publisher that is going to tell us when the data changes and we can reload our data. So here again, we're going to receive on the dispatch queue.main because we're going to interact with the UI. We're going to uh, call sync to receive when the value when it changes. And then here we can again do the weak self thing here and we can tell our collection view to reload data. Now this is the heavy handed approach and we'll talk more about how to dynamically you know, modify your collection view by inserting and deleting rows to, to bring the collection views UI state consistent with the state of the data. But for right now, collection view.reload data is sort of the heavy handed shotgun approach to just say, discard what you have and ask again. And then finally, we also need to store this subscription in the cancelables set so that it lives for the lifetime of our view controller. So then at the end, we call fetch data. And at this point, uh, once the data comes in, we can maybe add a print statement here for um, episodes is episodes.count, which comes from data loader. And I will just, this is temporary, so it's okay that this is an optional and produces a warning. So let's just run this and let's see if we get a loading indicator and then we finally get some data. Okay, so this is our basic collection view. We said that our collection view was a certain size and you know, for our flow layout. So this is the, you know, the basics of what we have and we have a lot of content in here now, uh, which gives us a good starting point to work off of. Now, one thing I noticed is that we have auto layout constraint warnings here. And if we look at our episode cell, uh, what we've done is we've told the cell via the flow layout how tall it should be and we're telling our uh, stack view that it's got an image view and a text stack and it's trying to stretch the image view to be taller than it wants to be. And so we can fix that by saying horizontal stack dot alignment is center so that it'll no longer try to fill in the vertical axis. Okay, so that is the basic setup and this is kind of considered the, the old standard setup for collection views. In the next episode, we'll take a look at how to uh, modify this approach to take advantage of the new cell registration in iOS 14.